I'm gonna let you start us off today. Welcome back, friends. <laughs> Barbie fanatics. Um, cool people. I don't know. You're really bad at this. I am. I think that was better than What's Up Gamers. <laughs> so, how are you doing? It's been a lot. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I'm doing fine. Mm-hmm. I know you're not doing fine because of Star Wars. Yeah. And also just life in general. Uh, yeah. Thunk, thunk. What, what do I need to say now? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Um... We got Disney Dreamlight Valley. That's been fun. That. Have you had anything to drink today? Yes, yes, I have. Yes, I have. Yes, well I have. done. Yes, Good for you. Yeah, and we got um the Lego Star Skywalker Wars saga. So that's been fun. We've been do- spending mm. literally all we've been doing is playing Disney Dreamlight yeah. and then watching Rebels. And then watching Rebels. That's been it. And I really love Star Wars Rebels. Yeah. So I'm on season three. Having a great time. How far did you get with season three last night? I fell asleep while it was on. But that's fine. We can go back. Fairytopia. Final movie in the trilogy. We're here. We've made it. Yep. Barbie, Fairytopia, Magic of the Rainbow. This is it, guys. This is it. This is the final time we're going to be talking about Alina and Bibble. And Bibble! And We were so sad starting this movie because we were like, this is going to be the last time we see Bibble. Mm-hmm. I would say this is our last time seeing Dandelion, but our last time seeing Dandelion was like two minutes into the movie. <laughs> so that was easy to... We'll, we'll, we'll get to that. So, this movie premiered on Nickelodeon on the 11th of March 2007 and was released on DVD only two days later on the 13th. Oh my god, you know what I really want right now? What? Ginger nuts. Message mother and ask her to get some. I will after. Okay. Maybe just like gingerbread. I don't know. Oh yeah, gingerbread would be fun. Because it's Christmas. Ouch. What? I just dug my nail into my other nail. You don't have any nails. How do you dig them in? (laughs) No, seriously, that's a a genuine question. How do you dig them in? I don't know. I had a... It was like raggedy. Okay. Anyway, the movie was directed by William Lowe. Written by Elise Allen, produced by Luke Carroll, Paul Gertz, and Tiffany Shuttleworth, and the music was by Eric Colvin. <gasps> we had Kelly Sheridan reprising her role as Alina, or Barbie, and we also had Lee Talker reprising as Bibble, Kathleen Barr reprising as Laverna, Christopher Gaze as Fungus Maximus, Tabitha St. Germain as Dandelion and Topaz, Venus Terzo as Azura. Um, Venus Terzo was also pixie number one. Also in the movie, we had Andrew Francis as Lyndon, Sharon Alexander as Sunburst, Peter New as Tourmaline, Nancy Sorrell as the Enchantress, Saffron Henderson as Lumina, Andrea Libman as Shimmer, Lelena Lindbergh as Glee, Alistair Abel as Faban, Fabian? Yes, Fabian. It's Fabian. Kathleen Weselock as Dizzle, so, we open with Alina and Dandelion flying around together, of course, joined by Bibble. They're stopped by some of Alina's stands, who start asking her about the time she saved Fairytopia and saying how cool she is, which she's not a big fan of because she still hates herself, apparently. Yeah. Luckily, Azura turns up and asks to speak to Alina, which gets her out of the situation. Azura tells Alina that the Enchantress has asked for each of the Guardians to choose an apprentice so that they can learn how to perform the Flight of Spring, which we'll talk more about in a minute. Alina accepts the offer and sets off for the Enchantress's home, the Crystal Palace, of course with Bibble by her side. Dandelion is once again left. Mm -hmm. That night, they arrive at the dormitories near the palace and meet the rest of the apprentices. Linden, an Oread, or a mountain or grotto nymph, Lumina, a moon fairy. Shimmer, a pixie, but different than the pixies we've seen before. She's a bit bigger, and instead of having wings, she flies using her hair. Sunburst, a sparkle fairy, who immediately hates Alina because she thinks she's going to be stuck up. Glee, a fellow flower fairy, who has her own puffball called Dizzle. And Fabian, who I think is another flower fairy and is incredibly stuck up. Big, daring, charming vibes. Oh my god, that's I literally wrote that in my notes too. <gasps> As soon as the mirror was brought out. Oh, yeah. 
The next day, the Guardians address their apprentices and, and explain what the fuck the first flight of spring is. It's basically where, performing different dances and spells, the Guardians open the first blush of spring, which is a pink flower bud, which then releases the first rainbow of spring. This is performed every year and stops a bitterly cold winter, which would last for 10 years, falling over Fairytopia. They start attending classes and it becomes very... They start attending classes and it becomes clear very quickly that Alina is really talented, which makes Sunburst hate her even more. Unknown to Alina, Laverna is coming up with a new plan to take over Fairytopia from the bogs of the Hinterlands, where she's been banished. The issue is that if Laverna leaves the bog, she'll just turn into a real frog, unless someone performs an undoing spell on her. But she has a plan to get around this and transforms, and transforms Max, her head fungus, into a decoy of herself. Alina is out for a walk with Lyndon when Laverna turns up as a limping frog and tells Lyndon, who can talk to animals, that she was injured by a witch from the bogs of the Hinterlands. Alina obviously thinks that the frog was injured um, by Laverna and performs an undoing spell, which she learned during a class where her and Sunburst accidentally turned each other different colours and somebody else to perform the spell on them. After the spell is performed, Laverna turns back to her original form and Alina and Lyndon go back to find the Guardians because Laverna's back. It's very scary for everyone. One of the Guardians doesn't believe Alina since using magic they can look and see every banished being in Fairytopia and since Max is in Laverna's place it looks like she's still trapped. But Azura does believe Alina since the flight of, and since the flight of spring is so near security is tightened and the apprentices are given the task of patrolling at night. All of the apprentices other than Lyndon and Glee are pretty understandably pissed off at Alina for freeing Laverna. Alina and Sunburst are given the first patrol. However, Alina doesn't go since she gets a letter from Laverna asking to meet her and fight. Alina goes to meet her. However, in Alina's absence, Laverna seemingly attacks both Sunburst and all of the Guardians, putting all of the Guardians into a coma. The Enchantress turns up and says that she'll personally train all of the apprentices so that they can perform the Flight of Spring while the Guardian Fairies are comatose. It's at this point when everyone is back in their rooms that we discover Laverna has actually disguised herself as Sunburst to mess up the Flight of Spring and send Fairytopia into a 10-year winter. But everyone goes through their classes and the big day arrives. The ceremony starts just fine, but Alina realises that Sunburst is actually Laverna in disguise and leaves the ceremony to find the real Sunburst. Since Sunburst is a sparkle fairy, water makes her lose her powers, which is where Alina finds her. Alina frees Sunburst and they head back to the ceremony together. Laverna reveals herself after the real Sunburst comes back and tells the Enchantress to abdicate the throne to her and go into a spell-proof chamber or else she'll destroy the first blush of spring. The Enchantress agrees and follows Laverna's orders, but Laverna attempts to destroy the blush of spring anyway. Alina tries to stop Laverna but is hit by her spell and is weakened and has to ask for help from the rest of the apprentices who do help Alina out and together they turn Laverna into dust, killing her. With Laverna dead, the Enchantress's spell-proof chamber shatters and despite the damage to the first blush of spring, they continue the ceremony and manage to get it open successfully, saving Fairytopia from the 10-year winter. The Guardians are brought back, the apprentices graduate and Alina and Bibble head back home, the end. This movie, it seems to be like, it's less popular than Mermaidia. That's mm-hmm. what the reviews say. Um, it's got a better Rotten Tomatoes score than just the original, but a worse Letterbox score. So it's got... Oh, then people in Letterbox are smarter. Yeah. <laughs> it's got 65% Rotten Tomatoes and 3.3 stars on Letterboxd. So, this movie, the very first thing that we see when it opens outside of, like, a recap is Sleepy Bibble! And he has a little hat on, he's asleep inside of a flower, but, but he's not what? He's not inside a peenie. So this movie starts off with implying that Bibble was kicked out of peony. <laughs> which, you know, I'm a Bibble stan, I will defend him, however... He does snore. He does snore a lot, so I get Alina on that one. And he seems nice and cozy. Oh my god, you think he's wearing a little hat because it's cold outside? <gasps> oh, maybe. But anyway, he's wearing this little sleepy hat. He's very cute. And Bibble's getting big in this one. He has a wobbly tooth. Actually, 
I just need to bring up something else. It's not actually about the movie. It's about the posters for the movies. Okay. In every single poster for Fairytopia, the original Mermaidia and Magic of the Rainbow, this one, Alina on the poster has her hair down. Mm-hmm. We never see Alina with her hair down. Oh, my God. I know. It must just be harder to animate. Yeah. But I just noticed that. I was like, why can't the posters put her hair up? I think the dolls... Their hair might be down, and that's why. Mm-hmm. That's just something I noticed, and I've noticed it for the past couple movies, and I haven't brought it up. So, um, it seems like Alina needs better security that isn't just Bibble. Oh yeah, because we've started two movies off with her just being stalked. Oh yeah, like in Followed. <laughs> like I'm sure Bibble is doing a very good job. He's just a little baby. He needs some help. Yeah. Um. So me and Elm are both saying, like, if Dandelion doesn't get to go on the adventure in this film, we're gonna be so mad. We riot. We're gonna be so mad. And of course, Dandelion doesn't get to go on the fucking adventure. She stays home again. She's again. So annoying. It's like Alina hates her. Like seriously, I'm starting to think that Alina actually fucking hated Dandelion. But just like nobody else liked her. But nobody else wanted to spend time with her, and now that she's like all popular and people want to spend time with her, she's just kind of like, I don't really need you anymore. Yeah. But it's annoying. It's like, why have Dandelion in the movies if she's not going to go on the adventures? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Azura comes along. She's like, come with me. Um, they go to Peony, have a little tea. Um, and Bibbo basically threatens to capture the Tooth Fairy. Yes! He has, like, a wobbly tooth. <laughs> and um, Azura's are like, oh, you're going to get, like, a visit from my friend the Tooth Fairy. And then, like... We still we don't know what Bibble's saying, obviously, but obviously I'm not along the lines of I'm gonna fucking capture I'm the tooth fairy. That fairy. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's so aggressive. Oh, I'm gonna miss him so much. But anyway, uh, the tooth fairy exists in this world. Yeah, that's the cool, tooth I fairy's canon. We see, we don't see her, um, but like <laughs> when Alina's being followed around by like her little pixie stands, one of them is like. Um, Alina, my mom says if I eat up all my broccoli, I'll be big and strong like you someday. <laughs> and, like, this seems like Alina's biggest achievement. Yeah. By the way, she asked, like, she did? Oh, my God, she did. By the way, she didn't say broccoli. It was broccolina. Oh, broccolina. Broccolina. Like, <laughs> I imagine I, it tastes like broccoli, but more sparkly. Yeah. But, like, I just love that to Alina, her biggest achievement is, is being- this little girl being like, my mother said I should eat my broccoli to be like you. Mm-hmm. honestly what an achievement really yeah that's like niche stuff but um i feel like alina hating herself is getting a bit old like yeah like it's been three it's movies, been three movies. Point... have a little character development mm-hmm. at least she seems to be mostly over it mm-hmm. but i mean like she still doesn't have lots of confidence lots of confidence i thought like when nori said in the last movie like it's okay be who you are queen love you she would be fine mm-hmm but, but she seems like sad still. Yeah, she still seems to hate herself, and it's just—it's really sad to watch. I know. It's, it's just—it's <laughs> getting a bit old, honestly. It's like Jesus Christ, Alina. Like, you've saved the world twice. Have some fucking self-respect. Yeah. But like, that isn't even the arc of this movie. The arc of this movie seems to be Alina learning to let people help her. Yeah. Which I guess has kind of been an issue before, but not really, because. Like, Dandelion says to her at the very beginning, uh, when Alina's leaving, and Dandelion's like, hey, take me with you. And Alina's like, no. Like, you don't have to do everything yeah. by yourself. Like, you, don't, you can accept help, but Alina doesn't listen. Off she goes. And then um, Bibble and Dizzle, are, who's the other puffball, are kind of like to her um, when she's about to go and face Laverna on her own. Like, you don't need to do this on your own. She does it anyway. People end up in a coma. And then it is kind of like at the very end, she asks the other apprentices to help her. Yeah. So I guess she does overcome it, but I don't know. It just feels like it. it she, she doesn't have much development over the movies. And yeah, it's just kind of annoying to see. It is. Like three movies in, she still just hates herself. <laughs> and it's just, it's really it's, sad to it's see. Just not fun. But I was wondering... If the plan was actually to do more movies after this. Me too. But it just never happened. And mostly because they introduced, what's his name, Lyndon? Mm-hmm. And like, I was like, oh God, here we go. Here's a boring, generic male love interest. 
but they don't actually end up together nothing, yeah she just, which is strange considering they do actually have some development at the very end they like say goodbye to each other but it's like it's no more heartfelt than the goodbye alina has with glee or, glee sunburst. or sunburst and it's like that got me wondering because in all of these movies they always end up with a generic male love interest that's what really got me like was the plan to make more but they just it, never got around to it and like that's why alina never got over her self-hatred because the plan was just to make more and more of these indefinitely yeah in a franchise franchise like this you can't really keep on doing that mm-hmm. if your main character has any real character development especially because laverta like dies at the end mm-hmm. so like what were the plans yeah or, were yeah. they like were they planning on doing that but then like people were like actually no you can't do that i don't know maybe um also no laverna redemption arc no they didn't really do anything with laverna i was really mad about it so was i i was really upset because like we both knew we shouldn't have our hopes up for a laverna redemption arc but we did but we did or not even just a redemption arc just just like like an explanation about some development of some kind like we see her and the enchantress together and it's just there's nothing Mm -hmm. there's nothing there and it's really frustrating because it's not like, like a final showdown. It's just a villain and a good guy. Mm-hmm. Oh, and the enchantress is fucking useless. Yeah, she is so bad at her job. She doesn't do anything. It's like she turns up after all of the um, like the guardians are put into a coma, and she's like, "I'm gonna teach you guys how to perform the flight of spring." It's like, wouldn't it be better? If you did it with them, you're yeah. meant to be this all-powerful being. She could probably do it by herself, honestly. Yeah, it is like, she does nothing. She never does anything. Mm-hmm. Alina keeps on doing her job for her, and it's so frustrating. It's like, you're meant to be this all-powerful being. She's... You're meant to, like, rule over this kingdom, and you don't do shit. At the end of the first movie, I was like, okay, so the Enchantress didn't do much here. Maybe she's going to have a bigger role in the other ones. Then when Radia happened, she didn't even show up in that one. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay... Maybe the third one's her movie. Nope. She's like, she's in it, but she doesn't do anything. She doesn't do shit. It's so annoying to watch. And also, I think one of the reasons I like this movie less than the other one is because being back in Fairytopia with, like, the council and the guardians and all that, it brings back all of the weird, the I guess you could say it, the weird wingless stuff. Yeah. Because, like, they're... Basically, it seems that... They're putting, they're training people to take over when the current guardians kind of age out or die. Yeah, maybe they or they like retire. Who knows? But basically, they're training people to take over someday. And still, every single one of them can fly. Mm -hmm. Every one of them. And it's like the majority of people in this world that the enchantress seems to rule over. She doesn't seem to have jurisdiction over Mermadia. Yeah, the majority of them can fly, but there's like the fungi, the happy trolls the flower sprites yeah flower sprites i think it was yeah they can't fly and it's like one of the picks like one of them is like this smaller pixie who's like again she's different from the other pixies we've seen and i saw her and i was like oh she doesn't have wings that's cool they have somebody who can't fly on the council she flies with her hair but she uses her hair to fly Mm -hmm. and it's just it brings back all of that i think which was my which was like the weirdest thing about the, not even the weirdest thing just the worst thing about the first it was just movie something that you had a lot of questions about and about how this world like... works and still it's like there's no representation for these other groups on the council like three groups are represented like it's a barb movie i'm not expecting them to get into like some deep political stuff and have loads of like metaphors and blah blah blah, blah. i'm just expecting them to kind of like to have to like not have this massive kind of oversight yeah i mean and also like outside of that the representation in these movies so far of like real world has been really bad Mm -hmm. like every single episode i've put a trigger warning for mentions of anti-semitism like um there are barely any people of color in it yeah like um what was her name courtney Mm -hmm. in barbie diaries i think that was honestly the first black character to actually have an like a bigger role in one of the movies was it courtney or tia maybe it was tia i think i can't, I can't even remember what i just i i really just thought it was I, I don't know i just saw them as nikki and Teresa. yeah really <laughs> and, and like in this movie is like there is 
one character who seems to be darker skinned. Yeah. But his character design is kind of weird looking. Yeah, his character design is just really bad. It, it really just looks like they took a white character model and... Yeah, just darken their skin a bit. do anything else. Sunburst does seem to have a slightly darker skin than the rest of them. It could just be tanned skin. But it could just be... She could just be tanned. Like, yeah, the representation in these movies is Not really bad. Right both, like, inside of the world and outside of it. Mm-hmm. It just seems like an absolutely massive oversight. Absolutely massive. Yeah. Um... Well, should we do something a bit more fun now? Yeah. Okay, so Alina flies to the castle bit. Um, there are all Which, these... by the way, I honestly think Disney stole that design of the Crystal really? Palace. It's for um, Elsa's Castle it's and Frozen. It's a lot like Elsa's Castle. They look the exact same. And they I look... think that Disney... I think that, like... I think that Mattel could sue Disney and possibly win. Oh, yeah, maybe. Mattel loves suing. So, so yeah. somebody... I'm shocked they haven't got on that yet. Anyways... And they fly also, like, the scenery near the castle is really nice. Mm-hmm. There's yes. these blue mountains, and there are also these fluffy trees that remind mm-hmm. me of the ones in the Lorax. So what I'm saying is I want another movie um, where Alina is the Wunzler and Bibble is the Lorax. <laughs> That's all I want. But yeah, I mean, I think... The animation overall, we've been seeing like a big jump up, and this movie feels like a kind of culmination of it. It does. It's like got... even when you compare it to the first Fairytopia movies, like you look at the character designs, like you know, I love much a lot of the character designs. In the first movie, everybody looked the exact same. Mm-hmm. Like if you compare Dandelion to say, what was her name, Glee? Glee, yeah. It's like, like just compare those two characters and their design. It's gotten so much better. It really has. Like, everybody's faces are so much more expressive than they were back in mm-hmm. Nutcracker. Everyone has their own personal, like, styles. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a moon fairy and a sun fairy and a planty fairy. There's two kind of planty fairies. <laughs> but, like, it's just, it's really, it's really, it's just nice to look at. Yeah, and there seems to be, they seem to have gotten much better at making sure every character looks like they're in the same movie. Yeah. Um... And it's like a lot of the moments in it are actually really beautiful. I think, uh-huh. like the uh, the flight of spring. It's just a really nice it, it's a really pretty scene, mm-hmm. and like there's lots of glitter and sparkles and, and rainbows. rainbows. But like the animation has just gotten so much better, it and that's really that's really cool to see it change over time and progress. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Alina shows up to the school, and they have all these little flower pods. That they live in for when they're getting taught you know Mm -hmm. um she goes and visits everyone tries to find her way around and Um, she meets glee who is another flower fairy who has her own puff ball named named dizzle Dizzle. who has a girl puff ball and is bibble's love interest yeah um so i think it's time for alan's little guys thank you um so yeah there's a female bus puffball who i have decided to name bib girl <laughs> i was wondering what you were doing on your phone <laughs> how long does it last for Ellen nicknamed Dizzle Bib Girl. Bib Girl. <laughs> so, Dizzle is a female puffball. Um, she really, um, it really changed my view. I knew she existed before, but like actually seeing her is, it changed my view of this world. <laughs> because suddenly we, we have other puffballs. There, there are potentially hundreds of thousands of puffballs out there. Um, that's terrifying. They're like this, this looming threat over the world of Fairytopia. When, when will they snap? We don't know. God, I'm, I'm scared. <laughs> like, look, chills. Like Bibble. Movie stuff. Like you know, Bibble is considered the good puffball, and he still wants. To like 
kidnapped the, the tooth fairy. <laughs> kidnapped the tooth fairy. And like he after he does lose his tooth, he is like so aggressive about it that Alina thinks that everybody's <laughs> discovered she's she's freed Laverna. It's like <laughs> Pippin and Dizzle come up and she's like blah, 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 blah. And then Alina's just like she's so scared, like, oh my god, they find out, they, they find, find out, out it's over for it's me. It's over for me. And she's like, Oh no, it's just your tooth. You lost That's great. Your like, tooth. Like how dramatic was he being about that? Like, it was so that brings up my main problem, I think. I have a lot of problems with this movie. But probably my main one is that Bibble is suddenly a side character. Yeah! He's a background character. Like, especially after the last movie where he was, like, a main character and he was sober. And he nearly died! Yeah! Like, it's just so weird. He's reduced to this Tooth Fairy B-plot. Mm-hmm. And it's disappointing to see. And it's all because of Dizzle. But I do like I do like Dizzle. They had some really funny moments together mm-hmm. and I wish they were just in more. Like, <laughs> they say like after they first meet and like they're going back to their own pods, they say goodnight to each other. He's like, ninety ninety, bibble poo and he's like, ninety ninety, dizzy poo And they say it like three <laughs> times as they like fly back to their things and then Sunburst just yells, Go to sleep! <laughs> So funny oh my god and also when um this isn't about that when mm-hmm. um sunburst and alina first meet <laughs> then like she's like oh my god you're so stuck up aren't you with your whole i you know say fairy topia thing she's like i never she's like I, and then alina's like i never said that and she ends up like yelling at sunburst and sunburst like there's no need to yell about it i'm not yelling <laughs> and that's probably the most relatable thing alina's ever done um yeah anyway sorry so, about dizzle um she's silly and she's fluffy and she's cute and i like her, her. nose is weird her nose is weird they have diff- she has a very different design from bibble mm-hmm. they're really all they really have in common is that they're both puffballs and they're both kind of pinky whatever the fuck a puffball is we don't know what a puffball is i think they're mass murderers or whatever i can't wait till bibble becomes public domain and we get one of those like you know how it right now like it's like winnie the pooh horror movie and everyone's getting a horror movie i shall make the Bibble, the horror. Bibble horror movie. Sounds great. I'll be there and with you. And it will be called Nighty Nighty Dizzle Poo. <gasps> <laughs> I just thought of that right now. <laughs> that was on the spot. That was on the spot. You're great. I. Nobody else can do that or I will I will sue you. <laughs> I will pull a Mattel. <laughs> the, it's out in the world now. Nobody yeah. can say it. We have proof. Um, I'll give Dizzle like a 7 out of 10 because I like her. But I do think without her, Bibble would have had a bigger character. And also she is she was just put in for like the cliche mm-hmm. heterosexual Barbie relationship things. Yeah. However, it does mean that Glee, who is probably the closest female to Alina in this film, mm-hmm. it does mean that their puffballs are together, which means they can be together, which is great. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, and Bibble is Bibble. I mean, like, I've gone over him twice already. That's my little guy. That's my little dude. I'm going to miss you so much. Yeah. I'm going to miss you so, so much. <sighs> no little guys will ever be like you. <laughs> what about, um, who, what's the other one? Do you mean the one that Lyndon has? And, like, yeah, like the... She's only there for, like, two seconds. Like the tun- the Tundi? I think that's what they're called, yeah. They're, like, these weird... My little pony-looking creatures. They're, like, fluffy... Deer with wings, goat, cat, dog, elf, things. fairy things. I don't know what it is. When <laughs> when we were first watching this, I I went ah when I saw it. <laughs> but I was like, you know what? It's cute. I like it. Yeah, th- it's definitely a huge step up from the fucking horror fuel they had last time. Yeah, that that stupid little pink turtle whose oh shell I want to scrape out and Tutu? give to Bibble to use it. Oh. Blah, 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 blah. Uh-uh. What? Horrible. So yeah, um, I'll give the little tundi. Yeah, the tundi. I'll give you. I'll give her an eight because she wasn't in much of the movie, so I don't really know her personality or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess that brings us to Lyndon. Well, that concludes our segment, Alan's little guys. Thank you so much for listening. Um, so that brings us to Lyndon, who, who is the who's. I think he's meant to be the love interest. Yeah. Like, that's what he's obviously meant to be. 
But, like, Alina doesn't have much more of a relationship with him than she has with, like, Glee or um, Sunburst or nowhere near as much of a relationship as she had with Nori. Yeah. I missed Nori so much in this it movie. Was, I, yeah. Like, they show the water multiple times and every time I saw water, it's like, is Nori no. going to come up? But is no. Nori going to come back? No. Um, so Nori is wherever the fuck you ended up as well. Mm-hmm. I miss They do seem to kind of... Forget about their secondary characters really quickly. Yeah, which is disappointing to see. Like, there's not even like a mention of Nori. Mm-hmm. Like, and they were so close in the last movie, and I think they were trying to do something similar that they did with Nori and Alina with Alina and Sunburst. The kind of like you know, Sunburst doesn't like her at first, and their relationship grows and changes over time. But then, but it doesn't work. Sunburst, because Sunburst like. Because Sunburst isn't there. It's it's Laverna. It's Laverna that's there in her place. And also, um, Sunburst's reason for disliking Alina is nowhere near as valid as Nori's. Yeah. Like, Nori had a valid reason. It's like, the last time you were here, we had those fucking firebirds mm-hmm. here. And it was like, and that could have ended really badly for us. Like, that is a valid reason not to like her. Mm-hmm. Sunburst was just like, Sunburst is a bitch. Like, I think you're kind of stuck up. It and- was a funny moment, though. <laughs> where they first meet and she's like you must be alina bummer i was hoping you wouldn't show <laughs> she's so funny yeah um so azura like explains the ritual to all of them and i have to be honest i did not get any of the words that were said <laughs> she talks about the the first dance of spring and the light and the the luminescence and the flancing. Flancing is a word that they made up, which I actually really like. Might be mm-hmm. my favorite thing about this movie, the word flance. That's great. That's fun. I thought it would be like flossing while flying. But it wasn't. It yeah. I don't know why, but that's what immediately came into my head. <laughs> <laughs> but um Yeah, the ritual doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But, like, it's it's fine. Yeah. It's a Barbie movie thing. And the ritual looked really nice. So, you know. So, she finishes... Azura finishes giving a little recap of what the first dance of spring is or whatever. And then they get their schedules for the classes they need. And then Sunburst comes over and she just starts laughing with Glee and Alina. They were laughing. I forgot what they were laughing at. And she's sure like, it was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> but she's just like, are we laughing at how alina's here (laughs) and then alina makes the most like non-violent threat ever she's like oh i wish she would go away and then moon fairy forgot her name as well i'm bad at the names in this one is just like be careful what you wish for it's like what that was so not violent in any way Mm -hmm. saying that you wish someone would go away when they're mean to you it's like the least you can do oh my god yes and another time where like the moon fairy tells her future she's like oh you have terror tragedy and doom in store and it's like she's done that she's had that alina's done the whole terror tragedy and doom thing like Mm -hmm. a couple of times she'll Mm -hmm. be fine but um at first i was like you know when we saw um linden yeah it was like oh god here's a generic male love interest is this all we're gonna get like you know but then she meets like sunburst and she meets glee and it's like oh my god plenty of gay people this is great yeah and then it hit me she is alina is the barbie equivalent of ahsoka tano we, she just like travels around this realm collecting girlfriends we were watching this movie with our parents and then daisy made, daisy was just like oh she has so many girlfriends i was like yeah she's like ahsoka and then daisy started making the exact same joke yeah we both thought the exact same thing. Just going around, collecting her girlfriends, doing whatever the hell she wants. Saving and the good world for her. Own. Yeah. And good for her. I support her. But um, none of the girlfriends are as good as Nori. Yeah. Uh, I, I just miss Nori so much. Yeah. This movie was like, honestly, after Mermaidia, this movie was a disappointment. It was. And not just because it's like worse than Mermaidia, but just because I hyped it up so much in my mind. I was like, yeah. more Laverna. We didn't get more Laverna. Like, I just, I really love Laverna. So do I. More Dandelion? Didn't get that. Yeah, no more Laverna, no more Dandelion. It's just, there were so many interesting ways that they could have gone with this movie, and they just didn't go in any of those directions. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, I don't expect this grand sweeping epic movie but I expected more. Again, especially since I enjoyed Mermaidia so much. Yeah. And I think it was because, you know, 
Mermaidia wasn't as much about the plot. It was more about Alina and Nori's relationship mm-hmm. and how it grew over time. And like that's not just because I love the gay people, which I do, but it's like it's also that when you just focus on the plots, you can kind of realize how flimsy they are. Mm-hmm. And Alina didn't really have any strong relationships with anybody in so, this movie to kind of cover that up. It it was it was yeah it was not good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was uh, a disappointment. After also, I Hermania. just want to have one. Th- I have one thing to say about Lyndon. He has terrifying eyes. <clears throat> they are like light purple and oh, they are were they so... like purple? I thought they were just white. I think well, there is a little bit of purple in there. I think, but mm-hmm. they were basically just white. It was. It's terrifying. It wasn't nice. Soulless, really. It was. Ugh. It was not nice to see. Oh, but uh, speaking of Laverna, when she's defeated, like she gets like covered in rainbows, and she just goes, "Oh no, I hate rainbows!" And I was just like, "Not Laverna with her internalized homophobia." We we know what you are, Laverna. You don't need to pretend around us. We know you and Azura. Like we know something was going on there. You guys had something. Oh, I've been trying to work out for, like, the last two movies what is up with Azura's appearance. Like, I was like, there's something off about her. I can't, I can't pick it out. Like, she just looks weird. And then I realized it in this movie. She looks like she got a botched nose job. She does. You're so right. She does. Like, I've been trying to put my finger on it, and during this movie, I was like, oh, so that's it. That's what's up with her yeah. face. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, A couple things about Max, Fungus Maximus. Number one, he gets turned into a frog. We don't know how Laverna turned him oh, into a yeah, frog. Oh, yeah, because I thought Laverna lost her magic. So Laverna leaves and, you know, Alina's like to Azura, like, well, she's here now. We know that. And then Azura's like, no, we can look through this like looking glass and see her. So then she looks and she sees Laverna as a frog. But it's really Max. How did she, How did they do that? How did Laverna turn Max into a frog? Yeah, because Laverna isn't supposed to be able to use her magic. Yeah, that's why she was put there. She was sealed in Was it like, did they have another one of those berries? And it turns out that... That's what I was thinking. Max is also a frog? I'm not sure. They also kept on calling Laverna a toad, which made me mad because she was obviously a frog. Mm Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, oh, and there's like these two other fungi. Uh, I would like to know what the rest of the fungi are up to. Yeah. Have they like reintegrated into society? They might have. They might have just left Laverna. Maybe yeah. Maybe they've made her old castle into like a bustling utopia. Oh, that would be fun. That's what I want to know. But I want to find out what the fungi are up to. Hopefully they're having a fun time. <laughs> Thank you. Um, also about Fungus Maximus, um... Laverna calls him a sunburn. Oh my god, yes. And he has such a weird reaction. He seems to be attracted to her. And he's like, I'm Max, not, she's I'm, like a teenager. I'm not sure what age, but Max is not young and Sunburst is not old. Yeah. Like, that's a teenager, that's a grown man. Like, I'm pretty sure, like, all the apprentices are meant to be around, around Alina's age, and Barbie always tends to be, like, in her late teens. Yeah, because she's like, 17 this year. Yeah, because that's, like, an age that's, like, I think, like, 16 to 18 is, like, it's an age that for little kids, it's like aspirational mm-hmm. enough. Like it's close enough for them that they can think about it. But it's also far away enough from their age to seem cool. Yeah. Like, I think like 16 to 18 is the age that Barbie is going to be, the Barbie character is going to be in most of these movies. Yeah. And most of the people around her will be close to her age. So I'm just assuming that, you know, Sunburst is like 18, 17, 17 or 18. Yeah. And then Max seems to be attracted to her and is like, Max, stop being a fucking weirdo. I just hate him. I hate Max. Ugh. He made the movie so much worse. I wish they just made Laverna the, like, the sole villain with her little... I don't get why last movie they had to do the whole Fungus Maximus thing and he had to be the main villain and Laverna yeah. was kind of controlling him. <sighs> mhm. It could have just been like, Laverna's in disguise now. She's been running around in disguise. The Enchantress didn't close her off. She just banished her. So yeah. Laverna has to have a disguise now. She's running around and she kidnapped Nalu. Oh no. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> in this movie, there's this bit like um, when Laverne is pretending to be sunburst after like she's been quote unquote attacked mm-hmm. and all of the guardians are put into a coma. And she's just being like, you know, I hear that, you, you know, Laverne is the most powerful uh, fairy of all time ever blah 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 and everybody looks at her really weirdly like what the fuck are you talking about and it's like she does seem to be talking about laverna in too much of an aspirational way but like laverna is really powerful it's like she's been able to take down your council of guardians 
twice. Twice. And they're meant to be, like, the most powerful people in this world, it's like, other than the Enchantress. M- yeah, maybe the Enchantress is a bit, but I always expect them to be same level as power because they're sisters. Yeah. So, I, she is the most powerful. Yeah, like, other than, other than the Enchantress, she's, like, the most powerful person in this realm. Yeah. And it's, I, ugh. I just, I'm so upset they didn't do anything with Laverna. Seriously. Mm-hmm. Like, I know I shouldn't have thought that there was going to be more of Laverna in this movie, that we were going to get some more backstory. Like, I don't even need a redemption arc. I need backstory. I need to know what went down with her and the Enchantress because I know, I know. I know something happened I know the Enchantress is not all goody-goody. I will expose her one day. Because she's fucking useless. Like, Nobody who is that useless. I will buy the rights to this movie and I will make the backstory myself. Just give me them. (laughs) Just give me them, please. I'm begging. Like, we will bring... Laverne and we'll come back to life in some way. Some way. I don't even or we'll even do a prequel. I yeah, don't know. a prequel. And then maybe I change Magic of the Rainbow a bit. I tweak it to be more... But I just rewrite all the movies. <laughs> yeah, we're just doing a rewrite. Woo! We're doing a rewrite. I think you can just do that on AO3. Yeah, find me think- on AO3. <laughs> <laughs> don't actually find me on AO3. No. I mean, I'm the one who actually writes stuff, and I never write anything. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyways, back to <laughs> the story. So, and near the beginning of the story, they're like... Sorry, we're jumping around a lot. I, yeah. We're just mad about this movie, so we jump around. But I think what I've noticed is when we're mad about something, we jump around a lot more. Oh, yeah. Like, the whole Todd and Raquel thing, we got so mad about that that we were like, oh, we're always jumping. Yeah. Um... But like Prince and the Popper, we were able to do it like quite. Yeah. Or 12 Dancing Princesses as yeah. well. We were quite, you know, all the way through. So near the beginning of the movie, they say that Sunburst, if she touches water, she loses her magic. And then Laverna traps her in water. So it's like she doesn't have power, blah, 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 or whatever. But then Alina goes and she gets Sunburst out of the water. But to get Sunburst out of the water... Sunburst has to go in the water. Does that make sense? Yeah. So she drags Sunburst out, and while she's dragging her, she, they're in the water. I've said water so many times. So, like, I'm not sure if them, if Sparkle Fairies touching water just temporarily gives her their power. Yeah, because she seems to be using her powers, like, okay. Yeah. Like, she she even seems to be able to fly and stuff, all right. Like, I she seems would... fine immediately after. I thought it would affect her a lot more because Alina, during one of their lessons, Alina nearly touches her with water and she gets really worried about it. Because it's, like, established, like, Alina has power. She's not good at controlling that power. Mm-hmm. Probably because of the rainbow, I think. Yeah. Um, But I just, I wish it was kind of, like, more of a, like, oh, no, Sunburst. So Laverna's doing the first dance of spring sunburst has no power even though she's been found what are we gonna do here mm-hmm. but they just didn't do anything with that so um laverna there's a lot of that in this movie <laughs> they didn't laverna, do anything like, with it laverna like poisons the first bloom of spring or whatever it's called and winter comes and she becomes queen for like a second and um Thaben is just like what does he say <laughs> he goes that's it then it's just like, you've <laughs> been cursed to winter for 10 years. You are basically entering an ice age right now. Your whole ecosystem could be gone. And that's your reaction? And just like, that's it then. I feel like I'd be like, oh God, guys, what are we going to do? We're going to have to come up with some sort of plan because this is our responsibility now. Yeah. We did this. Or, well, it's the Enchantress' responsibility. But, like, she's, she's fucking useless. She's like, she just went into that cell. Mm-hmm. Like, you should have known that Laverna wasn't going to keep her promise. We mm-hmm. saw in the last movie that Max did not keep his promise yeah. about, like, not emptying the thing into the into Mermaidia. Mm-hmm. Like, you know she isn't going to keep this promise. Fight her! If you're this powerful, fight her! But no, she's just like, no, they can do it. The students like, can so do it. Like, it's so frustrating! The people who I've like, been training for, like, what, a week, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, they can they do it. They can do it. They'll they can, be fine. They can the, fight the my The teenagers, they can do it they, just they'll fine. They'll be fine. And it's so frustrating. Like, I don't like her. I don't like her. I do not like the Enchantress. She's a bad character. Enchantress gets a royal rating of, like, one out of mm-hmm. ten. That is my that is my royal rating for the, like, for the Fairytopia monarchical system. One out of ten. Mm-hmm. I don't know enough about the Mermaidia system to comment on that. But, you know, mm-hmm. as far as Fairytopia goes, one out of ten. So, Laverne explodes... 
that's the end of her story. She explodes. <laughs> and it's frustrating. And we're mad about that. <laughs> we're really Honestly, mad. like, I, I, I like this movie less than the first one. And I think it's because there was a lot of opportunity to go a lot of interesting places. Mm-hmm. And, like, like, kind of right the wrongs of the first movie. And there was nothing. There what was nothing. What I would do with this movie is I would make it that, like, Alina goes and she sees the frog that's actually Laverna. And then she hears the frog and it turns into Laverna. And then instead of taking over Sunburst's body, she takes over Alina's body. Oh, that would be much more interesting. Because then that links back to the first, in the first movie, when she kind of like possessed Alina. Mm-hmm. And it could be like... Barbie would never do this. This is just ideally in my mind what I would like it to be. But we could get like shots of Elena being kind of trapped in her own mind. Oh yeah, and we see like, oh that would be interesting. And it's like everybody from the past movies has to come together yeah. and save Elena. And we see her noticing like, maybe I'm not a bad person. Maybe everybody around me is just fucking useless. Yeah, maybe, like I have done stuff. I am. I'm a good person. Yeah. Because, like, again, it's like, there's... She has... Alina still seems to not like herself very much. And it's really sad to see. Because I like Alina. Mm -hmm. I don't want her to be sad about what she's accomplished. I want to see her be happy. Mm -hmm. I want to see her, like, living her life with her friends. We are rooting for this girl. But apparently the writers aren't. (laughs) And it's annoying! This movie has made me so stressed. Yeah. (laughs) So the end of the movie comes. Alina has a new outfit. It's rainbows. I still prefer her first outfit. I'm not gonna lie. I think her mermaid outfit. That's is yeah. the best look. And like I know it's really bad, but I wish that she just stayed in Mermaidia. Same. Like Bibble could come and visit. Although yeah. although that scene, Kelly Sheridan was on her A game. Oscar worthy performance. Like although that scene was great, I do kind of wish that Alina had just stayed mm-hmm. in Mermadia because I feel like she would have been so much happier there. Again, or at least been able to go back to Mermadia. Yeah, because, like, again, Nori seems to be the only person who has ever given her any kind of, like... Reassurance? Reassurance. Like, you're a good person, Alina. You're fine. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Last nitpicky thing for me, I think, is... Alina leaves the castle and nobody else seems to leave. Oh, yeah. They're all, like, saying goodbye to her. It's like, you guys have to go home, too. You guys all have to leave, too. You're not the guardians now. You have to go home. Or are they all just leaving one by one? Yeah. It was obviously just, like, so we can say goodbye to everyone. Mm -hmm. But, yeah. So, um, this movie. Loved the animation. It was... The animation is really stepping up. I loved the character design. Um, The little guys. So much better this time around than Mermaidia. But overall, I like it a lot less than mm. Mermaidia, and I like it a bit less than the original one. Yeah, I yeah, it's it's disappointing. Yeah, the main thing this movie is is disappointing. disappointing. Like again, I don't expect this grand, sweeping, epic story. But I expect more than this. Yeah. Um. So especially like to finish out Alina's journey. Alina's story. I'm really like, sad she... that I'm not gonna be able to see more Alina and see. Yeah, because her story does not feel wrapped up. It doesn't feel finished. The only story that seems finished is Laverna because she died. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I guess Alina knows to ask for help now, but she still doesn't like herself. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's this movie. Next is Island, Island Princess, Princess, which we will be recording tomorrow. Sun goes down. I can't remember any of the I can't remember any of the songs all I can remember is the bit where like the prince he first comes and like he's on the beach and like he sees the sand he's like oh I've never seen sand this golden before like oh I've never seen clouds like these and then you and Jesse our cousin like every time you watch it be like well you have seen clouds before you have seen sand before and I'd just be sitting there like it's a fucking oh my god and I would get so annoyed at you every time. But, I mean, but both of you, before. but both of you were so sensitive that you could never say anything. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, you would both just like. Wah. I'm still like that. Never yeah. say anything bad about me, or I will cry. It was that very is cr- a threat. But we will get to that next time. So sun goes down. <laughs> <laughs> so for now, goodbye. goodbye. You're still waving. <laughs> I am still waving. Oh no. <laughs> Bye-bye. Wait, I want to say one last thing about Bibble. Just okay. one final goodbye. One final goodbye to Bibble, our little Bibble, boy. Bibble, we love you. I'm going to miss you so much. Oh, I miss him already. Oh, and Bib girl, you were cool too. <laughs>
Dizzle, you were fun. Bye, Bibble. We love you. I can't believe he's growing up and he's losing his teeth. That was a great character arc, actually. Him losing his final tooth. That was actually kind of good because it was like, he's a big boy now. But anyway, we will miss you, Bibble. We love you, bye. Alina, I hope you stop hating yourself someday. Maybe go out with one one date with Dandelion. See how it goes. (laughs) That's my advice. Because she seems to really like you. Just (laughs) give it a chance. Bye. Bye. Hi, it's Daisy. I'm back. Ellen is sitting in the background. Hello! I know we just did that whole goodbye thing, but I forgot about something I wanted to mention. It wasn't really an emotional goodbye. Yeah, this is kind of ruining it, but oh well. Since this is the end of the Fairytopia franchise, and we are not likely to see any of it again, and this is the first kind of world that Mattel created all on their own for Barbie, I wanted to give a rundown on the Fairytopia lore. So, Fairytopia is a realm beyond ours, just through the rainbow, populated by lots of different species. The humanoid species are flower fairies, who seem to live in sentient flowers, moon fairies, who can tell the future, sparkle fairies, or who are basically sun fairies and whose powers are weakened by water, two different types of pixies, tiny ones um, with wings and slightly bigger ones who use their hair to fly dryads or wood nymphs oreads or mountain and grotto nymphs who can talk to animals flower sprites happy trolls who i hope explode and die genocide is bad not for the happy trolls um fungi or goblins mermaids sea butterfly fairies and mare fairies in the talking animals category there are giant butterflies and fairy fairies, which are giant water snail things, although there might only be one of them. Who knows? Puffballs are in a category all of their own, because fuck knows what the hell is up with them. And in the non-talking animals category, there are firebirds, giraffes, pink turtles, pink dolphins, and tumbies, or tiny deer, horse, elf, fairy things. The realm is ruled over by the Enchantress, which seems to be a hereditary position. The Enchantress also has an evil twin sister called Laverna. The Enchantress has a council of guardians that she delegates to when it comes to running the realm. There are seven guardians, each of which correspond to a colour, and they have a name inspired by that colour. Each member also has a necklace that was gifted to them by the Enchantress, which gives them powers. One of their tasks is performing the Flight of Spring every year, so they can open the first blush of spring, which releases the first rainbow of spring, and stops Fairytopia from falling under a ten-year winter. Although the Enchantress and the Guardians don't have jurisdiction over the mermaids in Mermaidia, since the mermaids have a prince and they have their own governmental and monarchical system. And finally, individuals in this realm who are destined for quote-unquote great things have rainbows appear in their eyes at some point. So yeah, that's a rundown of pretty much all of the Fairytopia lore. And, um, bye. This kind of ruined the big emotional goodbye we did, but oh well.